You can affect your crew every single day, and your crew can affect your shift every single day. Your shift can affect your station every single day. So I really think as long as you have that mentality of, I'm a leader, but I expect everybody around me to be a leader as well, then I think you don't run into as many of those personnel issues that you have to deal with on the back end. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. Enchanted Sky Studios in Prescott, Arizona. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategies, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. What does it take to be a fire officer? There's more to it than just giving orders, of course, and most good officers realize that from the outset. In fact, being a great officer could be considered a skill or even an art. My guest today wrote a post for the Firefighter Nation website about the art of being a fire officer. Kirk Galatis is Interim Assistant Chief at the Mulkill Tail Fire Department in Washington State. He began his career as a firefighter with the U.S. Air Force right out of high school, He's also worked as a volunteer firefighter. And Kirk Gladys joins me now. Thanks for being on Code 3. It's my pleasure. How did you come to think of being a fire officer as an art form? It kind of started just with agreeing to have Mike Gagliano from Seattle Fire come teach us his class, The Art of Go No Go. And it just got me thinking of other books that had been titled The Art of you know, whatever, including The Art of War, Zen, and The Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, just a whole bunch of other titles. And I I think it's just a catchy little title more than anything, but it also encapsulates a lot of the uncertainties of what we do as fire officers. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people would think of a fire officer as being more of a science than an art. But is there really an art to being a good fire officer? I believe that there is. I think that it takes a continuous improvement of your skills. I think we should all kind of be like, you know, Leonardo da Vinci walking around the streets, never wanting to say that his project is complete because it's just always can be improved. So if you want to be a true artist, then you have to kind of keep working on your art form. And I know personally, I'll never get to where I want to be as a company officer. So I, I, I consider it an art form to keep working at it. What are some of the characteristics that define an excellent officer, one who's an artist? Ooh, that's a great question. Like you said before, I, I think some people say that it could be considered a science, but I think so many of the variables that we encounter on a daily basis, whether it's personnel issues or emergency responses or just kind of planning the day out and having to deal with everything that comes up is is just not something you can easily put into a checklist. We don't come here and just punch a clock and do the same thing over and over and the day never changes. The day is actually never the same. So I think it takes 
a little bit of kind of creativity and artwork to make it all happen and make it happen well. There's definitely some artistry to dealing with personnel issues. I'm curious how you feel about ways to handle problems. Are you more of a disciplinarian or a counselor or where do you fall on the scale? Very much not on the disciplinarian part of it. My philosophy comes a little bit from a few books that I've read. I'm I'm a, I'm a big reader. So uh, one of the books that's had the biggest impact on me is Turn This Ship Around. And in it, the um, Admiral, and I, I don't remember his name right now, but he talks a lot about, you know, you're not trying to create followers. You're not trying to gain power and create followers. You're you're trying to give power and create leaders. And, and that's kind of my philosophy too now is, is I'm, I'm creating my replacement every single day and everything that we do around here. That's interesting. It's definitely a different philosophy than a lot of people have because a lot of people do believe they are trying to create followers. Does it take a certain level of self-confidence to create your successors every day? I think so. I think you, to give away the power that you, you know, earned and, you know, any company officer in the fire service is, has probably earned it they don't just give it away so i think to willingly give away that power and say hey i'm we've we've done the training we've earned each other's trust we've we've put in the hard work and now you know i need you to go out there and and be the leader and and hopefully someday when i retire you're you're better at it than i ever was that's that's my ultimate goal every day that i come to work is to is to just kind of make that perfect company officer and and I probably won't succeed at that either but I'm going to try pretty much every day that I come to work. There are people who would say that that attitude leads toward being friends with your subordinates rather than having them be subordinates. What sort of situation do you find yourself in in terms of being friends or just being their boss? I th- think that you can do both. I mean, I think it takes a little bit of professionalism to, to draw the line when it needs to be drawn. But I think as long as everybody's on the same page of what we're doing here, and and one of the things, this sounds a little bit corny, but one of the things that I've kind of stressed a lot lately is let's talk about why we're here. What What is the vision of the fire department? We know what the mission is. The, the mission of fire departments across the country are, are pretty much the same. We all kind of respond to the same types of emergencies and and do the best we can with, with the cards that we're given. But I think a lot of departments have different visions. And, and as long as we're kind of on the same page and everybody is is lined up with the same vision, then I've, I've never really had a problem with somebody kind of straying from that. And if they stray from that, it gives you the framework to say, hey, are, are we on the same page here? Are we trying to accomplish the same goals? Now, by way of example, give me uh, what you see your department's vision as. Our vision is pretty simple. It's you know, on paper, it's called to achieve excellence in public service. And so, for example, if if one of our firefighters made a choice throughout the day that you know, he truly believed what he was trying to provide was excellent public service. And, you know, we've, we get a lot of examples of these in the press where we, we mow somebody's grass or we carry their groceries or, or whatever the case might be. I think as long as they are trying to accomplish that vision of, of us achieving that excellence, then, man, they're going to have my support all the way. 
I'll be back with more right after this. This is the part of the show where I have to remind you that Code 3 is listener supported. It's a major way this show makes money. Now look, I don't think anybody downloads a new Code 3 episode and is real excited to hear me ask you to pay for a free podcast. This is the part that you sit through while you patiently wait for the good stuff to come back on, or the part that you just fast forward through. Nobody likes it. I hear you and here's the secret. I hate doing it. Do you think I'd rather be pitching you for cash right now or talking to my guest about saving lives and property? But I've got to pay the rent and keep the lights on, so I have to do it. I think the best way to solve this problem is to set a price at which this portion of the episode is no longer necessary. So here's the deal. When this show's listeners pledge a total of $500 a month through Patreon, I'll stop asking for money. How does that sound? If you can help, if you get something out of this show, and if you also want the Bull Session bonus content, go over to Code3Podcast.com support and make your monthly pledge and help me cut this segment out of the show. Thanks. It sounds like your guys have the attitude that they're never off duty in some form or another. Is that accurate? Yeah, today especially. I mean, there's there just is no off duty. You know, we see it with the the social media issues and the the off duty criminal charges and all that. You know, the first line of any of those kind of issues that come up in the press is such and such fire department. You know, and and nobody wants that. It's it takes one of those events to set a fire department back a long way. So I truly believe that we're, you know, we're, you're allowed to go off duty and you're allowed to have your own personal life. And, and everybody kind of respects that and encourages that. But remember that the fire service isn't just a job. It's not even just a career. You know, I mean, we're we're all fully vested in this and, and we kind of. We all want the same results long term, so we can't have bad press. Well, it's true. Every newspaper headline starts with so-and-so firefighter arrested for whatever. It's never so-and-so accountant arrested for fighting (laughs) or so-and-so street sweeper arrested for alcohol. It's always firefighter or police officer. (laughs) Exactly. And it, each time, you know, you, you hear about a fire department that has that one person and you're like, man, I know that fire department. I, I know, you know, lots of people in it and that is not the fire department I know. But now they're going to have to deal with that issue because it's out there. So is there in the onboarding process or the ongoing process a time in which you would, for instance, say, you know, you're always under the microscope? No. I can't say that there is. That's probably something we should add. It's more of, I think, a general kind of when you're when you're here, you're part of the team. So I, I think it's something we stress without specifically saying it, but we probably should. We're we're a rather small department, so we don't have like the traditional. Here's our onboarding process, and we're going to make sure everybody signs this document to say that they've have that agreement what they're going to do on and off duty. But that that's a good question, and we 
we probably should look at something like that. It sounds as though what you're saying is that you've built a culture that understands that concept implicitly, at least among your guys specifically. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I brought him up before, but Mike Gagliano, the first, my first exposure to him was a, a class that he called um, Firehouse Excellence. And it really is that, hey, if you, it, people have this big problem in the fire service where they think they can't affect huge change, but when you boil it down to that smallest component, you can affect huge change. I mean, you can, you can affect your crew every single day and you can, and your crew can affect your shift every single day and your shift can affect your station every single day. So I really think as long as you kind of have that mentality of I'm a leader, but I expect everybody around me to be a leader as well then I think you don't run into as many of those personnel issues that you have to deal with on the back end. And it makes life just a lot more fun to be around, too. It sounds like what you're saying is that there's an art to being a firefighter as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right, Kirk Gladys, thanks for talking with me today on Code 3. Hey, it's been my pleasure. And we put some more information about the art of being a fire officer on our website at co3podcast.com slash art. Check it out. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Hey, I'd love to hear what you think of the show. Just email me, scott at co3podcast.com. I read them all and I respond to them all. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.